Hi, Christy from Rub the Wrong Way here. Um, how crazy are all of these public holidays making me forget that Monday is not actually a Monday, it's a Tuesday and a Sunday and all of these different things. All of these things have been completely ruining my ability to be consistent with you guys and I want to apologize for not being consistent. So here it is. Minnesota Monday on a Tuesday because I'm useless at the days of the week. I have a six-year-old. I'm teaching her, but I don't even get it myself. What? Today's episode is going to be super fun. Uh, the wonderful Aaron Bright is on the show again, and he is here to give you his top tips on taking care of yourself. Now, I am a super firm believer in the fact that self-care is mega important. If you are not taking care of yourself, how the hell are you going to take care of anybody else? Thanks, RuPaul. Um, you, if you're not doing what you need to be doing to look after you, then there's no point in helping other people. Uh, you burn out, you get tired, you get grumpy, you get, sh- you feel like poo. It's not great. So this episode is really cool. Aaron has four really simple tips. He goes in depth into a little bit, um, uh, one of them quite in depth so that you can actually apply some of this stuff practically. Uh, and while you're listening straight away, there's a couple of things that he gives you that you can do. And I love this because not only does it apply to me as a therapist and me taking care of myself, it actually is things that and, and practical things I can give to my clients, which you know, that's really fantastic. I love anything that's that's applicable not only to myself but to other people and the people who I take care of in my practice. So without any further ado, I would love you to enjoy Minnesota Monday on a Tuesday uh-huh, with the wonderful Aaron Bright from Bright Health Training. Minnesota Monday on Hi, this is Aaron Bright from Bright Health Training. Happy to be joining you today on this Monday for a Monday mini-sode. Today we're going to be talking about self-care for massage therapists. Yay, this is one of my favorite subjects because I love taking care of myself. I'm such, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on Minnesota Monday with us, Aaron. It is a pleasure to have you back. Now, how can I take care of me? Screw everybody else. I want to mm. know how I can look after my body. Tell me all about it. I actually think the first thing you can do is have the exact attitude that you just described there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, screw no, guys. look, I, I'm taking care screw of you guys, I'm going home. No, um, uh, look, I think that's a really good point, actually. Just, just you know, first of all, putting, putting yourself in the focus. Um, you know, we're so good at putting other people in our focus and you know there's that term you sometimes hear of an empath i'm not actually exactly sure what that is but i I think it's just you know someone who cares so much about other people uh they often forget about themselves so i actually think that's a really good point to start with is um turn your attention around to yourself for a starter well it's that old adage of when you're on the on the plane put your oxygen mask on first and then help other people like, right. Yeah. Yes. If you pass you. out. Yeah, you can't you help can't anybody. Help exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's that's really good. So. What else can I do? I, well, the, so the question is, how do you do that? Of course, you know, like, 
if we have an oxygen mask, you put it on. That's pretty straightforward. But how do we how do we sort of turn our attention to ourselves? So, um, one one method or one one approach that I think is really good because, okay, we're in the middle of a treatment, we're feeling pretty tired, our energy is starting to go, our attention starting to wander. Yep, uh, we've been there. Probably going there today, or you know, we'll probably be back there tomorrow. Probably this afternoon, somewhere about three thirty, depending on whether or not we had coffee or or whatnot. So, um, so look, a, a very simple strategy. And one one thing that we kind of know too that if we want to kind of get our um, nervous system to calm down, get a little bit more centered, and you know, wh- what does centering mean? So, if, one way we can look at it is that our we can get our brain to kind of shut down. You know, if we're if our if we're, there's a lot of thoughts going on in our head, very distracted, we're not centered. If we can be very calm and very present, less thoughts going on in our head, we, that's probably something we could describe as being centered. So we know that if you take three extended out-breaths, we actually will see a physiological shift in what's going on with your body. So you can maybe try this now while you're, while you're listening. Okay. Um, so Not me. Yeah, you could. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, and anyone else. Um, so with with your breath, you, you know, you don't need to do anything fancy. You, you literally could be um, massaging, but with your breath, you just want to extend your out breath to three seconds or a, or a three count. So when when you feel comfortable, you take a breath in, and we're just going to sort of breathe out three seconds. So breathing in is for normal, and then breathing out for three seconds. Breathing in, breathing out for three seconds. I feel better already. Easy as that. Now, the funny thing is that it appears that the in-breath doesn't matter. But but with the out-breath, when you extend your exhalation, it's almost a way of tricking your nervous system and basically saying we're, we're, in, a, we're in a calm, safe place. And, and maybe the rationale goes like this, developmentally, you know, fight or flight, you know, the lion's chasing us over the mountain type thing. You can't have long extended breaths. You, you, you're rushing. So if we if we take long extended breaths, it's almost like we're uh, tricking our nervous system into saying, oh, it's cool, we can chill out now. So one of the key things you want to look for is when you do that is that your your, your internal chatter slows down, quietens. Okay? So, so you really hopefully do that. And look, if you need to do a couple more breaths, it's okay, you know. But what we should find is that the, the, the internal chatter slows down. We should feel like we really come into the room and we should start becoming much more aware of us and our environment and not be thinking about other things. And so this is mindfulness, yes? Yeah, basically, basically. We could call it meditation, mindfulness. But that's, that's kind of the, the point of mindfulness is that we're, um, you know, drawing our attention to physical sensations, so not not thoughts, um, you know. Feelings are okay. Emotions that that that's good as well. But generally speaking, mindfulness is on a physical sensation, and breath is probably the single easiest thing to focus on. And you can, and the great thing is, you can do this kind of anywhere, anytime. You literally can be massaging away, and you just you know extend that breath out, and you will certainly find that you 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 know start to quieten down and and stop perhaps a hyperactive nervous system going on. I would say that this is a really good strategy that we can recommend to our clients. Oh, absolutely. Anyone. Anyone. Anyone and who's breathing. Anyone that's, yes, that's probably a prerequisite. 
Um, not breathing, so it's in... you have other problems. Right. Yes, you've got other things to worry about. Maybe take care of that. Possibly so. an emergency situation. Let's apply some first aid. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, But it is interesting too because talking to some people that, that – you know, have anxiety as well. Like this is something that's really talked to them and the, and the exhalation breath is really important. But it's interesting to note that when someone gets in a really like a panic attack state, it, it's very difficult to then get that under control if you don't practice this regularly. So, so the point being you do actually need to practice this mindfulness stuff for it to be able to be a tool that you can use when you really need it. So, so it's something, you know, you really can just stop take a moment, do a couple of breaths and, and practice that and, and get good at it. And, and what actually happens eventually is you don't need the breathing. You, you actually just can, can do that without, you know, having to actually do the breathing. It becomes autonomic. Autonomic, automatic. Automatic. Auto-sensational. <laughs> Auto-sensational. So would you like to um, expand on that a little bit? Because there's a couple of little things you can sort of do and then I'm going to perhaps yeah. talk about how you can do this with exercise as well. Let's do um, it. So look, if you do take those, those three breaths and you do start to focus on an internal sensation, it's, it's then now a good opportunity to do what you might call a body scan. And, and so when you sort of take those three breaths, and this is good to then you know, close your eyes if you do have a minute, but we can then start to focus on really any internal sensation. Here you go. Do you want the new buzzword? Yes. You ready for it? I am. Okay. That's referred to as interoception. Interoception. Which, yeah, that's right. Get that on a T-shirt. But you'd have to put it on the inside because, no, sorry. Ah, but it's basically the interoception is your perception of the internal, your internal environment. So, you know, like your heartbeat, your breathing, you know, muscular tension, maybe you feel your digestion, you know, and, and I suppose we could also say, you know, pain inside the body could is an interoceptive thing in some instances. We could we could debate the higher points of that, but let's not. <laughs> um, we don't have that kind of time. Exactly. So so the point being is if we take those couple of breaths and we really do just take a moment to scan through your body and feel through any internal sensation. Now, that might be a feeling of tightness. Um, it might be a racing heart. It might be rapid breathing. And and just start to take note of where you're, you're breathing from or where you might be holding tension. And if you just take a moment to there's a couple of things you can do one one question just might simply be what do i need to do to to relax or relieve any sensation of tightness stiffness etc so if i'm feeling very tight in your shoulders and, and this this is one thing maybe not everyone realizes but you, you can actually relax the the muscular tone of your body through visualization and relaxation just as quickly as you can through massage so you don't always need massage um if it's if it's painful that's often when massage works better because it, it's more to overcome but if you're just working away and you're feeling a bit tight you can actually just through relaxation relax the tone of your muscles and and you know reduce that tension another question you might like to ask is why am i holding this tension what is it that's driving that and that that gets a little bit a little bit deeper and a little bit more complex and more than we've got time to look at today but simply you know, what, why do I feel a need to hold my shoulders really tight? Is that something that's actually really helpful or is this sort of a, a strategy that I'm sort of taking on board because, I don't know, I've just got a bad habit and I need to break that. So, so again, to summarize, you can do your breaths, take a moment to scan through your body, identify any areas of tension, soreness or, or 
something that you might think is not a good thing and and then just ask yourself the question what do i need to do to relieve this tension interoception interoception right Right. yes and and so the wonderful thing about this whole interoceptive thing is that most people that probably do massage actually are probably pretty good at this they're probably really good at listening to their body and feeling what's going on and and we often might and then completely ignoring it yes exactly (laughs) so true um but then we often work with people who don't do that they don't have a good internal connection with their body and i really feel that the better we get at being very aware of our body, the much easier it is to then, you know, share that with someone else um, and and just be able to connect and move. And, of course, the, you know, when we start to talk about things like posture, or, you know, um, using your body really well and efficiently performing a massage, the more interoception you have, the better you're going to be at it. And, again, it's something you need to practice. So it might seem really kind of vague and airy-fairy, just paying attention to your internal environment, but it's actually – you know, like with a client, you need to do an assessment before you can figure out what you need to do. Same thing with your body. Um, yes, you can do assessments that look at your body and your posture outside, but you also need to look at what you're feeling to identify what's going on because it could be a direct relationship between sensation and what's going on externally as well. But if we ignore the internal stuff, then it might be quite difficult to address the external stuff too. And I think that a lot of times that we're happening, I know I'm guilty of it, but we spend a lot of time outside of ourselves. Yes. time on our phones on computers like i mean yes. uh, you know all these kind of things and then we're focusing externally on clients and you know, yep. all these kinds of things and taking that minute to kind of come inside yep. and look inside yourself can i mean maybe it's yep. confronting <laughs> oh absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely no you're spot on christian and you know I, and it's not just my theory but i'm really personally convinced it's going to get a little bit deep for a second but the only way to really true happiness is to be able to really connect with yourself internally and and you know you talk about all these external things they're fun and they're distracting and they're exciting and hey if if someone rocked up the front today with uh, you know uh, the latest in the v8 hsv range whoa and said here you go it's yours i'm going to be happy there's no there's no doubt about it but you know, am I going to be truly deeply happy? That's that's another question. I, I really, truly believe all of this internal focus stuff is the only way to true happiness. But unfortunately, we live in a world that's very much about, hey, shiny thing over here. And I think that actually takes us away from happiness. That's my personal conviction. I'm going to pose you with a curly question. Go for it. It's, it's rhetorical. Yeah. Beer? Beer, yeah. well, internal happiness. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, there should be, like anything I say um, from this point onwards and before, should always have a little asterisk next to it, which says, you know, uh, with the exception of beer. So, yeah, with the exception of beer. Because beer is obviously happiness, and, and I'm sorry we didn't. <laughs> we should have prefaced the whole show with that. So, yeah. And, of course, we, we perhaps say that a little tongue-in-cheek. Because, you know, the wonderful thing I think about, say, beer <laughs> or, or wine, is that often you, you relax and you let go and actually you've – often do actually feel a bit more comfortable with yourself and all of a sudden you're more social and you talk to people and you know but but maybe that's a a way of getting yourself to be a bit more comfortable in your skin which may have some side effects which may include a slightly larger diameter region around the midriff and possibly you know it's not a maybe the healthiest thing you could possibly ever do for yourself but at the same time i think 
that there's some real benefits in feeling a bit more comfortable with yourself and your friends and relaxing and having a good time too. So, um, and so, maybe, so and maybe this regular practice of going internally is like drinking a spiritual beer. Yes, I think like that's exactly Buddha beer. Exactly. I, and look, I think you're spot on. It's funny. It's all very tongue-in-cheek, but um, I think you achieve, achieve the same end. I, I think you achieve the same result, perhaps without some potential side effects. You know, not that beer has side effects, by the way. But. No, never. We love beer. We love you, beer. Yes. Please don't stop yes. listening, beer. We love you. Yes, we do. We do. And um, please don't take offense. <laughs> We'll always drink you, we promise. Okay, okay. So we're focusing on interception. We're coming inside yes. up. We're doing some deep breaths, yes. focusing on internally. Yep. Really good to do to help not only ourselves, but once we're, once we're a bit more practiced at it, we can teach this to our clients as well as the good strategy. Sure. And, of course, this is a strategy we can do. Like we literally just did it right then and it was, right. and it was great. Yeah. It was excellent. It wasn't as good as beer, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a bit early. It is a bit early, and I don't think clients appreciate it when you know halfway through the treatment they hear, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, anything else we can do besides breathing and beer? Yeah. So, so look, uh, the thing is, I would take that, um, yeah, this sort of quick check. Now, to me, this might be a bit of a warm up before you do some exercises, in a sense of just getting your mind focused. So, like four exercises, I think really kind of super necessary for anyone that does massage is a, is a push-up, a plank, squats and deadlifts. Um, but the funny thing is as soon as you mention those exercises, everyone's going to have this sort of interpretation of what that is and what they are and what that means to them. And anyone that goes to the gym and, and lifts regularly are like, yeah, yeah, bro, that's it, you know. Um, uh, other people will be like, oh, you know, that's not really my, my box of dice. But I, I think – uh, what we're really talking about are actually just movements, human movements. Um, so, you know, push-ups is, is obviously, you know, you're, you're pushing away from, from your upper body. Planking is really just, just keeping an upright posture but doing it in weird angles, you know, um, being lying on the ground but still keeping a, a straight posture. And if you know, the squat- internet has anything to say about it, you can do it basically anywhere. Planking. Yes, as we've, as we've seen demonstrated uh, many times um, and that's kind of, I suppose in some way that, that demonstrates the point um, but then we have squatting like squatting is literally just getting your backside as close to the ground as you can and, and deadlifting is kind of the motion of bending through your, your, your hips basically and, and so these are all things that you're going to do as a massage therapist. Now, not everybody in massage is necessarily going to squat low to the ground during a treatment, but, you know, there are definitely some styles out there, um, you're more your Thai and Shiatsu styles where you, you often will be very close to the ground. But overall, it's just a good human body movement functional thing to do. Now, what I would like to suggest to people is that they actually explore some of these movements um, with this sort of interoceptive process, and and I'd like to just quickly run through one example if you yeah, if you'd like. Yeah, let's go. So if we take a push up, um, so one of the things I'd straight up is you know, don't go straight down onto the ground. Don't don't go into like a full body plank position and you know get ready to bang out as many push ups as you can. Instead, I'd really suggest people go over to a wall. And, and so we, what we want to do is we actually want to have the loading very low, very low at a level where you can just go, I could literally do this all day. This is very easy. 
because what we're going to do is start to explore movements and see what's kind of going on with our movements. Uh, one, one really good strategy is go to a corner of a room and not because you've been naughty, but just because what it means is you've now got sort of these two angles to work with and, and, and it sort of allows you to explore sort of, you know, a pushing type movement with different, different angles. You know, get, get your feet in a comfortable position and honestly, if it's a slightly wider base, that's probably good. So from there, we're going to drop into, you know, go through a push-up motion. So we're going to sort of, you know, lean our body in towards the wall and we're going to load up our shoulders and arms in the process and we're going to feel what starts to go on through the body and then start to do a few repetitions of this movement, which again should be really easy. Now, if you're really strong, okay, maybe you do want to make the angle a bit lower and maybe you want to go to your massage table or, or something that's a bit stronger. But, it, but you know, if you're a bit tired after a big day's work, please keep it, keep it light start to explore some of the you know the movements as you drop in and, and again it's like what we were doing before where do you start to feel tension what muscles are working okay and and what are the areas that perhaps feel really strong what are the areas that feel really stable do you feel strong on one side do you feel strong on the other you know how does your hand feel on the wall how do your elbows feel through that motion does it kind of feel like you you flex through your elbows and it feels good and strong or do you flex through your elbows and it's like that doesn't really feel real good so let, let's take you know this these sort of sensations and start to adjust and, and sort of play with the field that we're working with so if i if i perhaps change the positioning of my hands or change the positioning of the feet you know do i make my feet wider do i change the angle of my feet do i change the angle of my hands you know there is no right or wrong please don't feel like you've got to have one arm in the same position as the other. I think we want to just take a bit of time and explore what is just going on with our body before we start getting all correct, corrective. You know, one of the things I don't like about correction, I feel like it's we, we develop this internal school teacher that stands there and goes, you must be perfect, you know, and You're we do it. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You know, you are bad. You know, because that's what you're basically saying to yourself is you are wrong and you're doing it bad. You know, and 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 it's not anyone else. You're doing it to yourself. Mm. And I, and and sure, correctives are meant to be helpful, but I think a lot of people take it in the wrong way. So anyway, we'll, we'll explore this sort of push-up motion. Let's look at how you're breathing. Are you able to maintain a, a good you know, relaxed internal breath. Can you breathe from your tummy? You know, are you able to sort of, you know, keep your shoulders down and relaxed? And, and, and ultimately, do you feel strong and powerful? And how do you need to adjust yourself to get into a strong and powerful position? Once you do that, do a few reps, okay, get that feeling, get that position that feels really strong, okay? And then I would say, great, we've kind of got this internal thing, have a little rest. Now, go and put yourself in a position of more load, Go over to your massage table. Go onto the ground if it's on your knees or do a full, full body plank or whatever. Let's just try to get back into that strong position that we were doing before and let's let's do a couple of repetitions or do 20 or 30 if you're, if you're a push-up, you know, fiend, freak, you know. And, and, and how do we sort of start to recreate this strong, powerful position in what we're doing? And, and so what I think we're doing in this process is obviously we can, you know, one could be a warm-up. The next part could be a conditioning phase. But we're also working on what we could really broadly call motor control. So we're actually starting to develop a better motor pattern. We're, we're hopefully building a better relationship in terms of, you know, positivity, feeling strong, confident, all of that sort of stuff with ourselves. So we kind of got, you know, the mind, what we might call a bit of spirit, and then we're getting some body as well. So we get bigger arms, you know, bigger chest, all of that sort of stuff, which is actually fairly helpful if you're going to be pushing on people all day long. True. Now, does that kind of make sense? That's great. That's really, really nice. I really enjoy, like, 
I don't enjoy push-ups at all. Mm. But I could enjoy doing them in a mindful way. I think that's right. probably the thing about particularly things like repetitious things like push-ups that I'm like, this is really boring. Um, <laughs> and I get lazy. <laughs> and oh. interestingly, I actually, um, or anyone who knows me, uh, which isn't probably anybody, uh, knows that I actually have a hypermobile right shoulder. So when right. I do push-ups or anything like that, I have to be really careful that I don't, you know, hyperextend my elbows and do all those sorts of yes. things. I have to have my arms, my hands in two really different positions. And right. it's really difficult for people to understand that that's what I need to do to be able to maintain stability on one side and, yes. and mobility on the other. Yes. So I think giving yourself that permission to kind of move how your body needs you to move as opposed yes. to what you, and I'm going to use air quotes, should be doing, yes. puts yes. it into a really different plane for people. Um, and I, th I think that's a really nice, it's a really nice way to, to get some mindful exercise as opposed to just smashing it out at the gym. Yeah, because I think I think a big overlay when, when you go to the gym is, is here's the perfect model and there'll be a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger or, um, you know. To the gun show taking you to the gun show and not not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that but or the equivalent you know um female you know specimen that just you know is looks like they've literally walked out of some sort of um you know lab almost they almost seem to be superhuman and and so a lot of people are aspiring to that taking some interesting you know mexican supplements or you know doing unusual things to their body to achieve that and you know, to a degree, uh, for some people, that's great because you know they, you know, that's their thing. That's what makes them feel valuable and powerful, and that and that's great. And obviously, they get amazing results. You know, you only need to have to lift something heavy, and when you have a friend that's a bodybuilder around, they're the most wonderful people in the world. But unfortunately, I think for a lot of other people, is that they they're actually almost yeah beating themselves internally when they go to the gym and, and it's not a pleasant experience because it's not i don't actually think the physical pain of, of training is that bad a thing it's very temporary it, you know as soon as you stop you have, give yourself a few minutes recover it's pretty much gone you know but i think what people are doing to themselves internally is not that much fun because you want it to be frankly addictive enjoyable exciting empowering you know you want to walk out going oh wow man i feel alive you know you know, I don't know if you've heard guys like Wim Hof talk, but, you know, the, those sort of people that you hear talk are just, you know, inspirational and, you know, that that's kind of what you want to feel. You don't want to sort of crawl out and feel like you've just um, gone three rounds with Mike Tyson. That's probably not the idea of really exercise, but that's something that's pushed a lot with boot camp models and, and this sort of thing is you must be punished. And and, that, and maybe when you're young and, and you know, you, you, you can handle that, but, I, you know, from a mindfulness perspective, psychological perspective i don't think that's a good thing and we don't want to take that into what we're doing in a massage therapy practice as well i think that what you're saying about you've got to use different methods for your shoulder is great and and you want to find that method that's really useful for you because that's what you need to do when you're working with a client and and spending some time figuring out where you're at what works for you where is that space that's really going to be powerful for you and you know physically and you know internally Man, this, that's 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 huge stuff. And then you can share that with your clients as well. So, Aaron, as always, an extremely insightful interview today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, hey, I welcome. think what we're going to do with this one is I'm going to do up a kind of fun handout so people can mm. get their 
intro tarot perception magic thing. Inter- yes, in interoceptivon, perhaps. So they're all develop their interoception. Perhaps we could describe yeah. it as that. Yeah. So I think that that's I think that's a really valuable skill and something that I think people will really have some fun doing. So where can people connect right. with you? Yeah, so the website is um, brighthealthtraining.com.au. Um, you can put www in front of that or not. You'll still find us. Ooh, uh, fancy. You can <laughs> you can Google us, um, and and absolutely. So we we look at um, actually a bit of what we've been talking about there today in some of our movement therapy courses. So if you want to know a little bit more about some of that stuff, um, yeah, jump on, have a look, fancy. and um, see if you like it. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you cool. so much for your time, Aaron. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you, Christy. Thanks for tuning in to Minnesota Monday on a Tuesday with me, Christy, from Rub the Wrong Way. Uh, if you would like, click on the show notes here in your mobile podcast player and you will find a link to the downloadable PDF, which gives you a little cheat sheet on all of the things we talked about in today's self-care episode with Aaron. If you're interested in doing some more in-depth work with Aaron on self-care, you can jump over to brighthealthtraining.com.au and you can explore some of the amazing self-care courses that Aaron runs. Um, He's a great presenter. I love working with him. He's really awesome. And I would love it if you could do one of the following things for me. I would love it if you would connect with me on Facebook. Let me know what you're loving about the show, what you're hating about the show, what you'd like to hear more of from me, um, other guests you'd like to hear from. It would be awesome. Um, you know, I'm always looking for guests. So if you think you'd make a good guest for the show, please feel free to ping me on Facebook, send me a message, and we will set up a time to do an interview and talk about your amazing story. Uh, also, If that's not you and you don't want to talk about your amazing story as much as I think your story is probably amazing, please feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. We would love it if you could do that. Um, It really helps us. It really keeps us going so that we know that what we're doing is maybe helping you out or giving you some value. So jump over to Facebook, click like, help us out or give us a rate and review on iTunes. That would be super cool and we would love that. And last but not least, I will here talk to you guys again next monday on another minnesota monday